Podcast peeps, we got a finance-only segment coming your way right now. And if you guys know anything about me, you know that finance has been a big, big part of my life, man, a big part of my professional life. And so it's definitely, you know, a big part of the cube. It's probably, it probably takes a backseat to the fitness and the faith pieces. And that's because, you know, my day job, my profession is finance. It has been finance for the longest time. And so that's why with F cubed, I'm a little heavier on fitness and faith because I can't really do that anywhere else, at least not, you know, kind of formally or professionally. But I still want to throw some finance pieces at you guys to help you out, you know, and F cubed is going to primarily be more basic finance, more finance like budgeting and, you know, getting out of debt and credit scores and investing, right? Investing, trading, kind of like the basics behind investing and trading. And so if you guys aren't already doing so, though, definitely check me out on Tasty Trade. That's where I work every single day. And I am so blessed, man. I am so just beyond blessed to be able to work for a company like Tasty Trade. And we specialize in derivatives. We specialize in, you know, teaching you how to trade your own money using derivative products like options and futures. And so I have the absolute privilege to host one of our shows that's on every day. I do some other shows too, like Where Do I Start and the Skinny on Options and just all kinds of stuff. But the flagship show for me is From Theory to Practice. It's on at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time every day. You can find it on tastytrade.com. You can find it on you know Apple TV. You can find it on Hulu. You can find it a number of places. So check that out. But in the meantime, man, I really hope you guys enjoy this finance-only episode for F cubed. How to analyze the stock market. So it's been a minute since we've done a finance piece here. I think the last one I did was putting your dollars to work. And so I thought, man, let me crank out another one. Let's do how to analyze the stock market. And I would say that this is probably probably mostly geared towards your beginner investor or trader. But my hope is that everyone at various points on the learning curve can pull something away from this episode. So if you are a beginner, you've probably heard terms like technical analysis or fundamental analysis or quantitative analysis. So I thought... Let me take a few minutes and talk about each one. This is going to be kind of a broad overview for the three major ways to analyze the stock market. And then, of course, as time goes on, I'm sure I will dive into each one in more detail since I have experience in each method of analyzing the stock market. And so in this video, my goal is really to give you kind of just a a broad overview of the three popular methods. And then, of course, along the way, I will offer up my two cents and kind of lead you down the pathway to where I think you might find the most success. So let's start with technical analysis. I'm going to start with technical analysis because I actually think that this is where most traders slash investors begin with their analysis. It's how I began. When I started trading like seriously in 2007, I was in my grad program. I was a second, third year PhD student. And 
I decided to, I had invested before and, you know, done some silly things and made some trades, but I really legitimately wanted to learn my craft. And so I started with technical analysis. And I think, I think a big reason why a lot of people start with technical analysis is, man, it looks really alluring. Like it looks, it, it almost looks like easy. Like, you know, you look at a chart and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's so obvious, right? Like like the, the buy signals just all lined up. The sell signals just all lined up. I mean, support, resistance, you had a doji, you had a bullish engulfing candle. Like you had, you know, you had the stochastics all in place. Like you had all these things that just made it like, you know, I'm just going to walk over into the corner and just pick up this pile of money that's just sitting there. I mean, that, that's honestly what it looks like a lot of the time when you're learning about technical analysis. So what is technical analysis? Well, so I kind of briefly touched on a couple of things, but technical analysis is basically where you look at the past price history of a given stock and you believe that based on where it has been, you can predict in some probabilistic way where it's going to go next. Like you can position yourself to be consistently profitable by simply looking at the previous price history of that stock. That is technical analysis at its core. And so the idea is, you know, looking at different charts across different time frames, you know, daily, weekly, hourly, minutely. I mean, you know, there are so many different ways that you can slice that guy up. You know, you're looking for areas of support where you think the stock might bounce higher. You're looking for areas of resistance where you think it may have a hard time climbing any higher beyond a certain point. You might use certain indicators like, you know, like pitchforks and, uh, you know, Elliott waves and, you know, Fibonacci sequences and just all this crazy stuff. So basically, you know, again, I'll, I'll do a video or a podcast in the future talking about technical analysis, you know, specifically. I think that this would be great for a little YouTube series on these three ways of analyzing the markets. But for right now, just to give you guys kind of a broad overview, to kind of of get the wheels turning inside your minds if you are a beginner. The idea is that you're just going going to use all these things to put yourself in a good position. Now, what do I think about technical analysis? Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, it's never as easy in real time as it is historically. So historically, you know, you have all these cherry-picked examples that just, it's like, oh my gosh, how could anyone miss that? But when you're making the decisions in real time, it's actually very, very difficult to apply technical analysis. And I think one of the reasons why is because there are so many different time frames that you effectively, I mean, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's kind of like a groupthink type of mentality. I mean, you're kind of banking on the fact that a lot of other traders are looking at what you're looking at and you guys are all going to buy together or sell together or whatever. I mean, that's what we're all banking on whenever we make a directional bet. We need you know, the herd to follow our thinking in order for the stock to cooperate. Well, that's really hard to do because it's really hard to pick which time frame everyone's going to be looking at because, I mean, just think about it, man. I mean, in 2018, there's so much information out there. I mean, sure, I can read on one blog post or one forum that, hey, I, I use daily charts and I use, you know, candlestick formations and I only trade off support and I do all this and it's going to look great. And you're going to see half a dozen examples where it worked out perfectly. 
But then if you looked a little longer, you would find, you know, two dozen other forums that say, no, 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 you need to be using three-minute candles. You got to get in. You got to get out. You know, that's where the real money is to be made. And so I think that that's really, really challenging. I do, however, think something like the Fibonacci sequence. So if you Google Fibonacci, he was an Italian mathematician from back in the day, and he basically you know, came up with this, or I don't even think he came up with that. I think some other guy, I think Euler, the guy who, the Euler, the guy who's like responsible for E, like that exponent that literally is like one of the, you know, mathematical heavyweights in the universe. I think Euler came up with that. And I think he actually originally developed the Fibonacci sequence, but nevertheless, we'll give the credit to Fibonacci right now, since I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's correct. But Fibonacci basically just showed, you know, you have a Fibonacci sequence, which is just a sequence of numbers where the current number is the sum of the previous two numbers. So it's like 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, and so on and so forth. Well, what's fascinating about the Fibonacci sequence, and Fibonacci's are something you, that a lot of technicians apply to technical analysis. What's really fascinating about the Fibonacci sequence is if you look around the world, you will actually see it everywhere. If you look around the world and like you look at like mountain ranges and you look at like the seeds on a sunflower and you look at like the reproductive patterns of like rabbits, I mean it's crazy. Like they all fall in line with Fibonacci sequence. And so people take that and they conclude, oh, it must happen in the marketplace too. And then again, you, you know, you find two dozen cherry-picked examples, and it looks perfect. And, you know, I actually don't think that this line of reasoning is completely without merit. I don't. I think there's probably something there. I think the market probably does follow a Fibonacci sequence. The problem is, again, you've got to figure out which time frame to use, and now you have another variable to control, which is which Fibonacci level is the market going to respect. That's very, very hard to do in real time. So what about fundamental analysis? Well, fundamental analysis is basically where you're trying to measure or gauge the financial health of a company. So you're trying to look at like financial statements, like you're listening to like interviews. You're just, you're just looking, you're just looking at and sifting through all the publicly available information that exists on a given company. And you are going to try to utilize all of that material to reach a conclusion where the stock is either undervalued or overvalued. If the stock is undervalued, then you would, you know, you would conclude that that's a good buy. If it's overvalued, then you would conclude that that's a good sell if you own it or short if you don't. Well, fundamental analysis... You know, there are like equations you can use and like models that can get into like PE ratios and discounted cash flows and all that kind of stuff. And again, I'm going to do a specific video on fundamental analysis because I think, or maybe even a little series on fundamental analysis because I think, you know, I would want to dive deeper into each one of these guys. But just understand that there's a lot of math involved. There's a lot of modeling involved to where you're trying to figure out, you know, what is the current value of the stock? What is it actually selling for? And is there a discrepancy between those two numbers? A discrepancy that I can exploit that you can then capitalize on. That's the idea. Well, if you actually step away from the front lines of all the math and the numbers, what you're basically trying to do is say to the market that you can figure out something 
that no one else has figured out. You're basically trying to say to the marketplace, hey, you guys missed this. Here, you know, in the footnote on page 49 of the income statement, yeah, that's pure gold and you guys missed it. And I see it and I'm going to capitalize on it and I'm going to be able to do that consistently and be profitable from having done that. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a really difficult thing to do. Like that sounds like a really, really tall order to complete because you have so many people looking at these things. And not only that, but you have to understand, you know, in this day and age, 2018, like you have algorithms that are written to parse these financial statements the nanosecond they are released. So, you know, if you're looking at it with the human eye, like you're way behind these algorithms. And then you have algorithms writing other algorithms to improve on the original algorithm. I mean, it's really, really crazy with like machine learning and AI and just all this crazy stuff. And so fundamental analysis, you know, if I had to choose, I think that might have more merit than technical analysis. But still, I think it's a really tough game to play. I think it's a really hard game to play. Because when you start getting into the actual equations, you know, so forget about you know, undervalued, overvalued, to actually input the variables into the equations, like you need to oftentimes make a lot of estimates. You need to make a lot of judgment calls on the different variables that you're going to use. And so it just becomes a really, really difficult game to play. So, you know, at this point, you can probably reasonably conclude that, you know, my preference is for quantitative analysis. Now, if you guys know me through Tasty Trade, which is, you know, I host a show on Tasty Trade, you know, I, I work at the studio every day and it's an incredible place to work. Like I'm so blessed to be there. And our whole network is built on options and futures primarily, derivatives, and it's all centered on quantitative analysis. And so the reason why I was so intrigued by joining the team of Tasty Trade back in 2016, late 2015 actually, is that I went through technical analysis, concluded this is really hard to do, if not impossible. Went through fundamental analysis, concluded this is really hard to do, maybe not as hard as technical analysis, but still really hard to do, maybe impossible. But then I turned to quantitative analysis, where now you're literally, you're not making as many judgments. You are literally using the mathematics that exist in the marketplace. Like you're not using equations with variables that you have to estimate. You're actually using the variables that exist in the marketplace with something like the Black-Scholes option pricing model. The only variable that you don't know is the implied volatility. But you know the other five variables that go into the equation. Like they're literally known entities that you don't need to estimate. So you can take those and you can plug them into the Black-Scholes model and you can crank out implied volatility. The one variable that you don't know. It's no different than, you know, saying 2x equals 3, solve for x. You know 2 and you know 3, so you can find x. It's the exact same thing going on here. So I was really drawn by that. And so tasty trade kind of structuring, you know, the whole network around that idea was very, very appealing to me. And so joining the team a few years ago was really a no-brainer. But that's the idea, man. With quantitative analysis, usually you're going to be talking about a product like stocks, a product like future, I'm sorry, a product like options, a product like futures, because with stock, the quantitative variables that exist in the marketplace, like implied volatility, you know, like, uh, you know, delta and theta 
and you know you start getting in option contracts with like strike prices and time to expiration and that kind of stuff those things only exist with very specific products like options and even futures and then of course options on futures when you have stocks it's just a plain vanilla asset it's just you know you own the stock or you don't you short the stock or you're not and it's either up or down like that's it it's just 50-50 but when you start getting into options there's so much more you can do from a strategic standpoint and the goal of this podcast is certainly not to get into any of that, but the goal is just to make you guys aware, if you are a beginner, that there are some interesting products out there that exist that allow you to funnel all of your analysis through a very, very quantitative lens. And you know, if you guys saw, I did a video on YouTube a couple of weeks ago called Story and Direction. So definitely go check that out if you haven't seen that yet. It's on YouTube. It's one of the more recent ones I did. So you'll find it right in the feed. If you go to uh, go to my YouTube channel, you can check that out. But the basic idea was this. I mean, all the financial media is based on this idea of story and direction. They're trying to tell you a story to predict direction. Or when they realize it's all random to begin with and they and they flub it 50% of the time, they'll take the direction and then after the fact kind of retroactively attach a story to describe that direction. Well, you know, that's that's not a really, really tradable thing, right? We, we can't really trade that, especially not consistently or profitably. So, you know, to me, I would much rather leave everybody's opinions out of it, especially mine, like not not only including mine, but especially mine, right? Try to leave my ego at the door, try to leave your ego at the door and just look at the quantitative variables, the math that exists in the marketplace and then start making your trading decisions based on that. Now, of course, there will be times where you will be bullish wanting something to go higher. You will be bearish wanting something to go lower. But when you start to make those decisions with a quantitative foundation, it begins to just utterly change the way you think about your portfolio, the way you think about the markets, and the way you think about investing and trading altogether. And so that's the way that I trade right now. That's what I think yields the greatest potential. If I wasn't going to do quantitative analysis, honestly, what would I do? I would just buy SPY. I would honestly just passively invest. I would just own the market and just not think about it. I would do something else with my life if I didn't love what I currently do now. Like I would not do technical analysis. I don't think it works. I would not do fundamental analysis. I don't think it works. And I would just buy SPY. I would buy QQQ. I would buy some gold. I would buy some euros. I would buy some whatevers. And honestly, I would just sit on them. I would just hang tight. That's all I would do. And so... Uh, that's, you know, 17 minutes worth of my thoughts on how to analyze the markets. Of course, coming on down the shoots again to give you guys something to look forward to. I'll be doing individual things on technical analysis, fundamental analysis, and quantitative analysis. I think that this topic, you know, I wanted, the thought was in my mind, so I wanted to do it here in this podcast. But I think, you know, a video going through all three of these in a slightly different way on YouTube would be maybe really helpful. And if you guys want to see that, let me know. I would love to hear that because I want to I want to produce content that you guys are enjoying, that you guys are getting value from. But definitely a video series of each one individually, I think, could be uh, could be fruitful. So if you guys enjoyed this, man, you know, share it with a friend. That would be incredible. You know, leave me a review on iTunes. That would be doubly incredible. You know, I would really love to hear your feedback. I would really love to hear what you think. And 
That's it. That is how to analyze the markets. Now, if you are a beginner, you're kind of brought up to speed on the three most popular ways to analyze the markets. And I will see you guys next time. Do you have an event coming up and you think, man, an F-cubed presentation would be perfect for this event? Companies, conferences, organizations, groups, whatever you guys got, man, fitness, finance, faith, maybe some blend of all the above, maybe motivation, maybe inspiration, whatever it is, if you think that I could bring some value to your group, to your people through F-cubed, man, I would love to be a part of that conversation. Reach out to me anytime, jschultzf3, social media across the board. You can email me, jschultzf3 at gmail, and I will be so humbled to even be considered for your group and your people.